Hello and welcome to the Dime Alive podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. Welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. This week I have an incredible guest, Honovi Strongjir. She's all the way in Peru. She is a medicine woman, an ambassador for ET Contact, a channel, a sound healer, and a soul blueprint mentor. And I actually got connected to her through a really dear friend of mine, and I've been following her for a while. And I have just loved her message. And so I knew she needed to come on the show. So, Honovi, welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Oh, thank you, dear heart. And it was such a joy to facilitate the one-to-one soul blueprint that we did together yesterday. Yes, I will tell them all about that. Don't you worry. But I had an incredible session yesterday with Hanovi and uh, we'll share a little bit more about that. But do you mind sharing, just for our listeners who maybe haven't come across your work, um, who you are and just what you're doing in the world at the moment? Yes. Hello, dear hearts, for watching and listening out there. So my name is Honovi. Some people call me Strong Beer. And I'm a medicine woman. I live here in the Andean mountains. It's so magical here. Uh, every day is just so much gratitude because we are surrounded about uh, 360 degrees with the mountains, which we are calling the Apus, because we feel the mountain spirits have a certain sentience, a certain intelligence and awareness and we even feel as though they are serving as a kind of conduit for these incoming energies and so what I do is I am a conduit like many of you watching for these incoming frequencies so some people call these frequencies 5d Mm. and as a conduit it's my job to raise my frequency to such a point where I can hold those frequencies and really ground and anchor them into the earth. And I guess that's part of what I do as my my role as a soul blueprint mentor. I receive codes and I connect with someone on a frequency level and I'm able to feel the different frequencies in their system uh, as it relates to their thoughts, as it relates to their feelings, um, and as it relates to their blueprint Mm. for being here in these amazing times. Mm. Absolutely. And I got to experience this yesterday because I had a session with Hanovi. And not only is it incredible, because obviously you, you're channelling uh, six, which dimension? Six dimension? Eighth, eighth, eighth density. Dimension. Eighth density. Eighth, eighth density is ninth dimension. Yeah. So ninth dimensional beings, and they call the aria. Just aria or aria. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wonderful because they're very playful aren't they your guides and um yes very playful and very direct 
but it was incredible at the same time. So um, essentially I was communicating with them yesterday and they were talking about my role here on the planet and what my next stage... As a galactic bridge, I remember that. A galactic bridge, <laughs> yes, exactly. To so, bring through more of this information, right? To uh, unify the earth with the stars. Absolutely. And let's talk about that, if you don't mind elaborating on that, because obviously I know you're an ambassador for ET Contact for Gaia as well. So this is something that's really kind of topical on our planet right now. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit more. What does that actually mean? Well, it's funny that you say that because I recently became a brand ambassador for Gaia, the, mm. the online network. So it's all like one is reflecting the other, <laughs> you know? And, um, and what is an ambassador? You know, an ambassador sounds like a kind of fancy schmancy title, but it's not really. It just means someone who is a bridge between worlds that is part of your blueprint, that is part of what you're here to do to connect in a sense and create um, more unity consciousness, more mm. inclusivity um, with the earth and the stars, not seeing them as something separate, you know, because everything is um, a microcosm for a macrocosm, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means is if there is separation here, on a fundamental level between heaven and earth, between earth and stars, that is playing out on multiple levels. So it means there's separation between science and spirituality. It means there's a certain separation from um, woman and man. So can you see, um, as we unify, as we concentrate on our connection with this earth being, right? Because it's all about being here, present, in service, um, you know, being thankful that you are in your human vessel and body and taking good care of it. That is the earth piece, right? But mm. then it's also knowing there's this star piece too, which is mm. missing for a lot of people because people think that to be grounded is to um, be putting your feet in the earth and hugging a tree, right? But to be grounded is actually to be grounded in your heart, okay? In your heart. And to be grounded is to unify the earth with the stars, right? Bringing them uh, into this middle point. Mm -hmm. And so that is where a lot of us are going. And that's what ET ambassadors are. We just serve as a bridge that is able to connect with the stars and the earth to create a certain um, equilibrium or to create a certain harmony. Mm -hmm. and, and that is part of uh, what I was, um, let's say, designed for, <laughs> to create more, more harmony uh, and bring uh, certain systems and people together. Because we all have our purpose, but then we also have these little, what you might consider, um, you know, little branches or offshoots. Because in a sense, we all have a unified purpose, right? We're all here to shine a light in a dark time to be a light for those who might not be able to see and are stumbling in the dark mm. you know that is our purpose as light workers mm. but um as an et ambassador you're basically coming into greater integrity with this earth part of you as well as the stars because that is what true groundedness is mm. Absolutely. And is it sort of fair to say that we're obviously Mother Gaia is ascending. She is 
raising her frequency. And the we're kind of being prepared to be galactic, intergalactic citizens. So, well, we would say, me and my guides would say um, that the earth being has already, in a sense, shifted into a higher frequency, what you would call fifth and fourth. Now, the fourth is being made available to us as a bridge in awareness. Everything has to happen in stages. And it's really a good thing that it has been taking a long time. Otherwise, if the changes had happened too quickly, um, maybe it would have caused much more instability and uh, people kind of freaking out, you know? Mm. So everything has to be um, ordered in a certain way. Everything has its time and place, right? Mm. And you mentioned this is about us becoming more of ourselves from a earthly perspective. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, because ourselves, our idea of self is very convoluted. It's very uh, distorted by culture, by programming, traditions, parenting, society, just our own limitations. Mm. So being more of ourself is connecting more to the source of our being that actually goes beyond gender, sexuality, color of skin, orientation, and even beyond human and extraterrestrial um, energies because our true source is not human, it's not extraterrestrial. It's, it's beyond all of that. <laughs> so really we are living an alien experience as humans. It's really everything is back to front. Reality is not as it appears. And we get programmed to identify, overly identify with this physical vessel to the point where it starts creating a lot of distortions and separation in the collective. And can you share a little bit about your own journey of how you've stepped into who you are? Because I think that would be really useful for our listeners, because obviously we're all being asked to step into this next chapter, to this next evolutionary part of path of our own being. So to really step up. So can you share a little bit about your journey uh, just so others can be inspired to step into theirs? Of course, yes. My journey, I guess it was um, full of lots of unexpected twists and turns. Um, I would say as a young child, if we are to go back to childhood, I was actually very connected. I was like one of those indigo woke kids. <laughs> um, so when people talk about a certain awakening, I don't have the same um, experience in that sense because I was very awake as a child. But what happened was then I, I call it my second awakening, which happened more in my 20s. And it's when I started actually to remember that I'm a multidimensional being. I didn't quite have that remembrance before that I exist on simultaneous planes of reality that exist alongside this reality right now, not in the future. And even the future is a, mi a misunderstanding from a, 
larger perspective because there is no future and there is no past. Really, there is uh, kind of one frequency or one note that is playing out in, in the corridors of time or whatever you want to call it. And then the human consciousness, which is really a beautiful mechanism, comes and kind of distorts that frequency. But in, in distorting the frequency, something is created. Because even if something destructive is created from another perspective, all creation is seen as something very wonderful and beautiful. Because through destruction, new worlds and new earths um, are born. And we have to remember this, especially in these times where, where the, the surface level appearances are going to become very unstable, right? And so when I had this second multidimensional awakening, I had my guides who are called Aria um, come and turn on my kundalini energy. It happened very naturally. I was just lying in bed. Later I learned that I had signed up to that, that before pre-incarnation I had agreed that they would come in at a certain time. I believe I was 27. Yeah, that's the date they just gave me. <laughs> I believe I was 27 at the time. And they're telling me to tell you the story. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, they're, so, they're so funny. Um, and so I was in my grandmother's room. And my grandmother was in India at the time. And I really missed her. And I decided to sleep in her room. And normally I sleep up in the attic, you know, and I have a skylight and I can see the stars and all this kind of thing. And then suddenly as I lie down in bed, I started having these strange things happen to me, like uh, feeling as though an energy came into my body from the crown chakra, from the top of my head. And it felt like, it felt like a certain feeling, like a certain um, wave in my body when this energy came through. And then as this energy came through, it just felt as though someone had plugged me into an electric socket. There was so much energy like currents of energy moving through my body and uh then i started hearing an unusual sound and the sound was kind of like um when the tv has uh I've heard that. yeah right mm. and and so i didn't know it then but i was basically transitioning dimensions my consciousness was raising as a result of this energy that came in, which my guides describe as kundalini. So they turned on my kundalini energy, which is still active to this day. And um, now it's become, it's become much easier to deal with, but I, I constantly feel uh, a vibration in my body. Um, and I believe this kundalini energy is what allows me access to these higher dimensional beings. I believe right. if I didn't have access to the energy, um, it'd be much more difficult for me to connect with their frequency, which is very interesting. Yeah. But absolutely. anyway, so, so that was my journey. That, that was kind of my journey. I started lifting out of my body as these energies were coming. So I started lifting up like this. And then I went, bam, back into my body. And this happened repeatedly about eight times, almost as if my guides in the universe were saying, look, we're, you know, 
uh, you're not dreaming this, this is happening just eight times, just to be exact, to make sure that you don't question that it didn't happen. <laughs> it was like this kind of um, feeling. And, uh, and then afterwards, I went into shock. I actually went into shock. I started crying to my mother and I said, I don't know what's happening. Am I dying? I was like lifting out of my body. <laughs> and my mother's like, just looking at me go, there, there, it's okay. It was a bad dream. And, and I was saying, no, mother, it wasn't a dream. It happened eight times. I lifted out of my body and then I slammed back in and I felt the presence of beings in the room, but I couldn't see them, but I could sense them. Because, um, you know, ever since I was a young girl, I was always told I was a sensitive or oversensitive. And so I believe it's this sensitivity that has allowed me this gift to be able to channel um, and bring through this, this higher intelligence. And it wasn't until six years after I had this first contact experience and bearing in mind, I had no idea at the time, mm. you know, it was only explained to me later on what happened. Um, I had no idea who these beings were, what was happening to me. I felt like I was dying. Um, but six years later, when I started working with plant medicine, mother ayahuasca, then everything started changing. Then they started coming through me much stronger and they came through a ceremony and they started speaking through me for the first time when I worked with plant medicine. Very interesting, huh? Really interesting. And you're, you're talking to a woman who's had that happen twice. So you're answering a lot of questions for me because I didn't know I've had it recently where I've been half asleep awake and my consciousness is being pulled up and it's like you hear this <laughs> weird noise. And then I had it once where I knew it was ETs talking to me because I could see their face and I could feel the connection and I could feel love. And, and it was like I was trying to send my consciousness up to communicate with them. And it was beautiful and wonderful. And then it kind of just went Hoo! and it vanished. And then the second time was most recently with my grandfather. So the same experience of being pulled out of my body and then my grandfather was there and a, a, a kind of something was playing in the background and then he was talking to me and I was talking to him and then it suddenly just went. went. So I had no idea because that's only been happening to me recently. So Yes, well, that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think a lot of the listeners are probably going to be able to relate to both mm -hmm. of us because um, like, like me and my guides were saying that the frequencies have changed. We're no longer in this purely uh, 3D space now. We are in this fourth dimensional bridge. And so what that means is our abilities start to come online more and we're entering more into this multidimensional uh, unity field. And what that means is our multidimensional avatar is coming through our physicality and our physical vessel is kind of being upgraded so that it can hold more light, mm. right? That's what's, that's what's going on right now. So what advice, like obviously somebody listening is having sort of similar experiences to myself, you know, what advice do you have for us? Like how do we, because I, both occasions I had no idea what was going on, but I was felt so chilled, so calm and really enjoying the experience, but I would like to open that up more. So any advice from the, for myself or listeners? Yes. The, the guides are actually um, coming through in the call today and they're actually telling me to share with you that the biggest thing that people can do 
is to really trust themselves more, to mm-hmm. trust their sensitivity, to trust their intuition, to lean into it more, to lean more into the discomfort of what it means to trust oneself more. Um, they're saying this is really the biggest ingredient. They said that um, on the earth, that uh, one moment. They're saying on the earth, there has been a certain, let's say, program running by this uh, shadow government to really make the people of earth um, question themselves, question their heart, question their intuition. Um, There's certain emphasis that is placed on the intellectual faculties, which have actually contributed to a certain degree um, of the self-doubt because you're going into this analysis and very mind-orientated, but um, like the message has been coming through for many people I do sessions with, mm-hmm. mind has its place. Mind is beautiful, but mind was not intended um, to, to dominate. So trust, effectively. So Yes, trust. And the, way, and the way you can do that is starting to hold yourself accountable and having others to hold you accountable too. So you write a list of things that feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but you know could be your next step. Maybe one is creating a Facebook video live. Maybe another is going for a 20 minute uh, run. Maybe another is extending your meditation Mm. practice to half an hour longer. So you're just looking at where am I being encouraged to go into that next or maybe another is collaborating with others and not um, seeing that your way is the only way because pushing our boundaries and doing yeah. things that are slightly uncomfortable for us that in the direction that yeah. we want to go, that we feel called, but we're stretching ourselves, we're pushing ourselves. Like, well, this is what the message I took from yesterday from our session was this is not a time to play small people. This is a time to really step up. It's a time to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so as we start to do that, are we going to see our gifts open up even more? Oh, yes, of course. Because, you know, self-trust is a necessary important for self-sovereignty, self-independence, right? Knowing that we're interdependent and independent, but not codependent. There's a certain Mm -hmm. codependency. It's another program that has been, um, in a sense, aired out it's a certain technology that the elite actually possess where they're able to send out waves or signals that contain certain programs so this is something that a lot of uh, people watching might not be aware of there's certain programs that um make women subservient for instance that go out from this technology um there's certain programs that affect a person's Um, connection to source consciousness and also their connection with their self-sovereignty, self-trust and self-confidence because most earth beings that we are feeling into on an energetic level, they they have one thing in common and it is this idea of Mm. self-worth. Worthiness is is very, uh, the chi is very low there. Yeah, I can concur. Like every single person, you know, I've had over a hundred people go through my Dharma program and everybody, including myself would say that that is the key thing is this. We don't think we're good enough. None of us 
think we're good enough. And that, of course, is what you're saying. This is a program that's been almost actively planted within us. Yes, it's an actual program. It's an actual frequency that is admitted from advanced technologies that uh, these elite hold. And if you want to look at things from a more expanded point of view, you could say uh, that the earth being and the people have been, in a sense, enslaved for a long time, mm-hmm. okay? And they have been enslaved to beings that don't have the best interest um, of the humans and have their own agenda, right? But it's also knowing, though, that things can be looked at from many different angles because if you were to ask all the players in this game of life, why do you do what you do? Why do you terrorize the humans or plant programs or use them as a food source or all these different things? Why do you um, traffic children Mm. and prey upon the most vulnerable in society? So if you were to ask all these beings, they would all say the same thing. And they would say, well, that's just the way it is. And that is their enjoyment And doesn't it sound very similar to when you are talking to someone when they're talking about eating meat? It's just their preference. Well, yeah, I just like to eat meat. And dear hearts, this is not shared in a way to shame anyone, but to bring your awareness to this idea that one thing is connected with another. So how humans are treating animals is exactly how these beings treat humans. So as our relationship with the animal brother and sister starts changing, as we start to come into more respect and integrity, you know, because in other lifetimes, when we killed the animal brother and sister, we would say a prayer, we would use every part of that being, we would do the killing so that we know what it means to take the life of another. We would give gratitude. You know, there would be a certain peace that was made with the spirit of the anima. Right. So we're not saying that you don't have to, but be more aware of, of, of your choices and where that being has came from, because every life is precious. Right. And that is also part of this new era, this new earth frequency that is coming. You know, um, what we choose for ourselves is also what we choose for others. Absolutely. Yeah. And what a fascinating way of looking at it. It's effectively like you're saying that the way some people treat animals and meat effectively is almost how these beings are see us so it's a very interesting comparison really because it gives it gives you a really different way of looking at it and actually makes a huge amount of sense because actually that's just their the way they their consciousness and the way they see us exactly Um, and so they think that they have (laughs) it's really funny when you get all the different perspectives they think that they're doing something spiritual by controlling actually, us. <laughs> yes, yes. They feel it's part of their um, purpose and their spiritual, their spiritual um, kind of mission, you know, to be the, the puppeteers. So, so the thing is that we, all, we always have to come back to, okay, I can't be in control of what's going on out there because that is, you know, In this time, a lot of disclosure Mm. is going to be revealed, right? Mm. It's a very tender time. Yesterday, I watched the um, Epstein 
um, documentary on Netflix. What did you think? Part, mm. And it was, it was hard to watch, but I got the guidance from my guides and they said, no, you, you are being encouraged to watch and be present to and bear witness to the truth of these times, you know, but it's not everyone's purpose. It's knowing what your soul blueprint is and also knowing what you can handle in your body because we're also going to overwhelm our nervous systems with so much information in this time. So it's also important to know that, okay, maybe I'm being guided to watch this difficult documentary. Maybe I'm being guided to know this difficult truth but then i also need to take a step back and and re-nurture and mm. and disconnect from all the distraction because there's going to be especially now there's going to be a lot of things that are going to um be dropped in terms of certain names and certain people um being arrested but very soon this is going to become public knowledge and it's going to send um shockwaves throughout the world fantastic wow all the stuff that's been hidden is coming to the surface to be healed and cleaned, which is fantastic. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, if I take myself and my husband, you know, I'm always being nudged by my guides to go in and watch and understand and really get the fullest picture I possibly can. But I think it's part of my purpose is obviously to, to serve and help and be a galactic bridge and help others um, transitioning through this information. But my husband is angelic, you know, his, being and he's very much my vibration and meditation and he just it's not in his blueprint to look basically it's not something i feel like is part of his purpose um i would say it might not be part of his purpose but remember we are all products of our programming our conditioning our parents our society our culture so what happens is when you start creating the conditions for curiosity curiosity arises as an unstoppable wave in awareness, right? Mm. So as you start to uh, get into a certain soul integrity as, as a galactic bridge, you're inviting him with your resonance. As you start to get into that greater fulfillment, and this is for everyone watching, mm. into that greater excitement, into that greater service, then you don't even have to say or do a lot. You're actually working from this frequency level, which is You're where aligned. everything, yeah, which is where everything is coming from. Because a lot of people are skipping the frequency and they're getting too too much into like, well, how am I gonna and what's gonna, you know? And it's more about, well, how can I tend to this frequency, this um, energy, and and know that my power is in that. You know, the reason I have a certain confidence when I share messages is because I'm, in a sense, embodying a certain frequency and it's going out and the listeners can feel it and connect with that. Mm. So this goes back to the previous point, which is about us really becoming in earthly integrity in ourselves. So it's like an inside out work. So us really becoming true I to who we are. I love that. <laughs> earthly integrity. I, love, I might borrow that from you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's all be in earthly integrity. Let's really celebrate the best of humanity instead of focusing always on the worst. Because again, this is mm. part of the programming that is very prevalent on this earth plane to, um, you know, manipulate and control people's consciousness in a way where it's not very empowering. And so in this time, a lot of you watching and listening are going to have um, 
these invitations from the universe. The universe is going to kind of truth bomb you and red pill you. And then it's going to be watching to see, okay, what are they going to do with that now? Are they going to freak out? Are they going to, you know, take that information and do something, maybe deliver it to others? Because we always say that what is in one's periphery, what comes into one's reality is one's response ability. That's the way to look at it. The way to look at it is nothing comes into your field without some kind of synchronicity or reason. And the fact you're aware of it is an invitation from the universe. The universe is saying, look, now you're aware of that thing. Now, how can you perhaps share it with others in an empowering way? And that's an invitation for everyone listening today. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I truly believe that what we do now in the next year will will make a difference you know to our ascension process and actually like you said if we can get more people in this conversation and utilizing their own gifts to as you said empower others through the information then it will help the collective well well that is actually how we shift as a society as a series of cells in the body working together in harmony you know Mm. that is how we shift the collective, I think some people don't quite realize the ripples they're sending out as, as a frequency, as a template, when they start to step into that next uh, embodiment level, mm. you know, that next um, discomfort, that next excitement. Because normally, like I was saying, Alouise, um, with you on the call mm. yesterday, it's a, it's a certain mixture of, oh my God, I want to pull my pants And at the same time, this is goddamn exciting. Almost as though you're just, you meet your um, star family on a big mothership and they're like, come on board. And you've got like these mixed mixed feelings. Like you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you're like, this is really scary, but exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And it's kind of like we're being invited into that, into that energy, into, because I think there's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of, self-doubt in the past and there's been all these other things but now we're kind of being really nudged along you know by these beings almost like pushed (laughs) off the cliff and they're like fly you know they're like fly (laughs) god damn it humans fly (laughs) so this guys this is an invitation to anyone listening to this this uh interview right now i would love you to tag me and honovi on Instagram and really just let us know what it is that you know you're being called to do, which is a little bit, how did you describe it? It's um, it's a little bit, a little bit like your star families, your galactic extraterrestrial families are inviting you on board the mothership and you're having this experience of utter excitement and joy, but also wanting to pull your pants a little bit too. (laughs) Pull your pants, that was it. (laughs) So guys, guys listening, what is it that you're being called to do that you know it's in your field? And I I can totally relate to this because this this is something that we talked about in my session yesterday, you know, and I know I'm being called to up-level my game, to speak my truth more to get out there more to be visible and all these things are pushing my resistance and my boundaries um so if you're listening to this this is an invitation from Hanovi and I to tag us to let us know what you're thinking of this interview but really to share with us what your action you're going to take what you're going to yes step into <laughs> what you're going to step into after listening 
to this interview because this is the time and and let's let's talk about the payoff right because you know there's a payoff to us doing this as well can you share you know why our guys should do this well because it's exciting as hell to say yes and go on board the mothership <laughs> no but on a on a more serious note you know once we're getting into this greater soul alignment and getting more comfortable with our discomfort that is the invitation okay. finding comfort in comfort discomfort, with your discomfort. Mm. yeah that is that. The, that is the new era that we're going into because you know we've had a lot of resistance to going into shadow there's a lot of fear you know i remember as a kid i i was very frightened of the dark you know and that was again planted in certain cartoons mm, and this and yeah. it's a lot of programming you know mm. so the from an early age well we're taught um, to stay safe aren't we yes. don't don't shine don't stand out you know stay safe yeah exactly but as each of us including myself this is a message for us all as, as each of us you know, gets into this greater soul integrity, we start really to reap the rewards. We start to actually become more stable in ourselves. Um, Self-trust and confidence increases exponentially, you know, from a base level. Um, your whole like way of being and showing up in life starts to come into greater integrity. You know, your wealth consciousness. Mm, I was going to say. Um, goes up because then you're in this greater soul integrity and you're creating structures and avenues where this uh, wealth consciousness is circulating because you know in order for us to each uh, experience more wealth and this i think is very relevant to especially in these times where a lot of people are struggling it's all about circulating energy so it's what can i give what can i serve mm -hmm. what is a value in this time what is um something that a lot of people are thinking but they're afraid to talk about it like i made a post yesterday i don't know if you saw this on my I shared it. yeah it's the <laughs> along most, with 600 other um, people <laughs> it's the most um shared and liked post i ever made on the one hand side there's a picture of a massive elephant and it says um pedophilia and uh i think child trafficking something like that mm. and then in the middle you see these groups members of the media holding cameras and on the left it says race riots right and it's so simple as an image but it contains a lot of punch i guess for a lot of people in these mm. times mm. you know because it's knowing again that the powers that be or this elite organization they are manipulating and controlling the consciousness of the masses through mm. orchestrating certain it. certain events that provoke a certain emotion, energy mm -hmm. in motion that gives a rise to, you know, these other frequencies like fear and separation and division. Now that's not to say that what has been brought up in recent times, so a lot of people have had this awareness around race arising, and that's not to dismiss it altogether because there definitely is Ooh, an yeah. issue of, of race. So we're not saying that we're dismissing that, no. but what we're saying, is that there's a certain invitation that you're being invited to to know that these certain incidents or events between a black man and a white man are created to instigate trigger. yeah and trigger the masses 
And then this confusion and this energy is actually harvested by these beings that we were alluding to earlier on in the call. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the, this is the um, it's so important that we are reflecting and then responding and be, being aware of how we are manipulated on an ongoing basis. And so essentially it's like a little trap that we're continually falling into the black squares, you know, like you said, we're being distracted because most of the time we're down here, so we're not looking at what they're doing up here. So, yeah, and that post was incredible. I shared that, and it, it kind of had a, a real interesting conversation. I think it's Michael. gotten over 800 shares wow. out of all the posts. And then I wrote, I actually wrote um, a long post to accompany the actual photo, and I was talking about, well, where are our, ch our children going? They're the missing children that no one wants to actually report on, right? Because I was saying in the post that in India alone, 96,000 children are said to disappear, but no one's covering that. Or in Canada, 45,500 children that are disappearing. Or in Germany, 100,000 children. And, and these estimates, these are just estimates, you know, these are underrepresented the numbers are likely twice as much as, as what, you know, has been shared. And these are coming from sources like, you know, the federal police, the, the Australian federal police and um, uh, Bachpan uh, Bachao, it's a mis missing children of India. So that these stats are not just, you know, being pulled from thin air. You can go online and research that how many children are actually going missing and so no one's covering that as a story in the news are they of course not because then they're gonna unravel the whole uh, the whole game and it was fascinating for me because some of the comments that i got were well why do we not know about this <laughs> i was like well you know what welcome to the truman show yeah. Yeah. i was like hmm, let me how do i answer that question <laughs> Well, you know what, though? It, it literally is like being in the Truman Show, isn't it? Because mm. literally, I invite all of you listening to start looking at it like that. Really start to question everything that you have been taught. I know this is quite a big uh, task to undertake for some of you, but just play with it. Just play with this idea. What if everything I was taught on an educational level was just pieces of half-truths, not mm. really giving me the full picture of um you know what if history is a complete lie what if archaeology is mm, what if um these orphanages what if these orphanages and the world health organization and the united nations are also not fully presenting um the truth of of who and what they are well, disney is like the perfect example you know where would you hide a load of um child trafficking and pedophile right under the you know in a place that no one would ever look you know, Disney, exactly. you know, and anyway, yeah. So <laughs> it's like a massive topic, but, um, you know, the invitation guys for you, if you listening to this is to push your boundaries, you know, and I think what Hanovi was demonstrating there was like, she was really creating a conversation around a difficult topic. And of course that I would imagine that would have been quite a, you know, a post that you would have uncomfortable. A lot there was yeah. a certain discomfort and that's exactly why I posted it. And it consequently is the most shared and most liked post mm. um, that I've ever posted, which is pretty amazing too, you know. So those things that we're resisting, it's often where we're yeah, it's often where we're being invited and it's often where we're gonna accelerate in in a very um, profound way too. Mm, absolutely.
Yeah, so that's our invitation from this podcast to you guys. Please let us know how you're going to push your boundaries, how you're going to help humanity, how you're going to step out of that comfort zone. Um, it's really and, the time. And board the mothership. Remember <laughs> board the mothership. <laughs> Even though you might pull, poo your pants, you need to, you need to the, board the mothership. <laughs> uh, and I just want to say one thing, because we are coming to the end of the time, but I can highly recommend doing a session with Hanobi if you're somebody who is really committed to stepping into your higher purpose, you know, you really want to make a difference in the world and the advice and the ex whole experience was incredible. So how can people find you, Hanovi, if they want to connect with so you? So they can find me on my various social media platforms. So I'm on Facebook. If you do a search for Strong Dear Hanovi, you know, either word. Um, on Instagram, uh, I have a YouTube channel called Chai with the Cosmos. We just recently uploaded some videos talking about you know some of what we shared today going more deeply into this topic of q and trump and mm. this idea of an earth alliance and extraterrestrial intelligence is actually supporting uh the dismantling of this deep state very interesting topics um so you can find me on youtube uh, i love to hear from people i have a website called chai with the cosmos like the tea chai because i really mm -hmm. like chai <laughs> nice. and uh there's a there's a little uh, page there where you can book a session if that's in resonance with your heart perfect perfect well thank you so much i could talk to you all day <laughs> fascinating conversation really really enjoyed it and please as i said if you enjoyed this conversation let us know what you got out of it tag me on instagram aloise.life and hanovi's on instagram too so let us know that we enjoyed this conversation but thank you so much for joining us it's been such a pleasure thank you peace out and remember dear hearts unify the earth with the stars <laughs> we'll see you next week with another incredible guest Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our Dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. Mm -hmm.